Hey guys, I'm Ana here. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know about a couple things up top. First, there's a little bit of disruption at the beginning of the episode. We had food delivery and family stuff going on, so there's a little bit of an audio blip, but I hope you can forgive that because second, this episode's a little bit longer. It's my first episode with someone that I used to have a crush on, so I wanted to give you guys a full sense of our relationship, and as such, I left in the vast majority of our conversation. So I hope you enjoyed the interview, and I hope you can forgive a little bit of our audio glitches. And with that, I'll let you get get a listening to the episode. Bye! it's just another crush hi everyone and welcome to just another crush podcast a podcast where i talk to people about their crushes And today I'm super excited to be talking to one of my friends and one of my former crushes. And so welcome to the pod, Aaron. Hello. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Oh my God. Happy to have you. I'm, I literally just told you I'm like very nervous and a little bit embarrassed, but that's okay. Um, This is about vulnerability and having like great conversations. So thank you for coming on. For sure. All right. So first and foremost, tell the people how we know each other. Um, Amani and I met November, uh, I guess almost exactly two years ago, a month ago, uh, right? I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. November 2000. No, we did not. We met in September. <laughs> I mean, basically like, I mean, we've known each other for over two years now, which is kind of crazy to think about it is oh no we performed two years ago that's what it was anyway we performed in uh cabaret where i was cliff uh does he have a last name i don't think so i don't know cliff the writer and (laughs) sally bowles the actress i you know i definitely think she fancied herself an actress but i know i (laughs) i don't know i don't know if she qualifies (laughs) I I really don't think that qualifies at all. Performer. I think that's fair. Yeah, performer. Um, attempted starlet of mm-hmm. a bunch of other words. Um, but yeah. yeah. We've been friends for we've known each other for over two years now, and I that still feels very unreal to me. Like Cabra, I, I feel like it was 40 years ago. It does. I mean, we also half of the time we've been friends has been a pandemic. Oh. I guess. So or almost half. So yeah, it feels so long ago, especially because you've done a lot of shows since then. Oh, yeah. It, well, it also doesn't feel like a lot of shows either. I think like because uh, it was Cabaret and then Pippin mm-hmm. and then High School Musical. And then I did a show with Aya's group. Um, yes. What was that called again? I was there. Uh, the show was First Date with Okaidi Productions. Right. right. Yeah, and I was that like, was great. Oh, it was so much fun. And it was the last show <laughs> I did pre-pandemic. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't forget about the holiday musical. Oh, God. The holiday singling, the best programming ever. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally so fun. Um, It's, I do miss theater and I cannot wait to be back in New York and at least watching other people perform. Um, I know. Speaking of, you know, performances coming up, there's a big, or should I say, small performance. <laughs> on January 1st the Ratatouille musical Little Remy the Rat <laughs> like, to be honest I almost cried tears of both like joy and shame I at know. the same time but I'm also confused like will it just be all of the songs from TikTok because if so I have seen them all and I have now paid money to listen to them again <laughs> like, I mean I hope it's like the songs from TikTok but I also what I'm really hoping is that they've like given all of the TikTok creators just like a ton of swag so they can build it out in their apartments to like mm. full production quality. So it's like worth the $5 because the $5 was to provide someone like a green screen. Right. I hope I like that would be great. But my hope is that it's actually just Aaron Tivier or how do you, is that his last name? Tivier. Just Aaron Teve doing a one-man show singing all of those songs in a rat costume. That's what I hope it is. Honestly, I kind of hope so as well. He, I saw him in Moulin Rouge, like 
I guess it was February. Oh, pre-pandemic. Is your food here? It is. Can you hear it ringing? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One second. Go get it. Um, I'm trying to think what we're... Oh, were we talking about Ratatouille? We were talking about Ratatouille, the musical. <laughs> um, but yes, the one-man show of Aaron Tveit performing all of Ratatouille was your if way. You, for listening to this, Aaron. Make it happen, please. <laughs> Actually, that was the whole plan. It was for us to get on this podcast, talk directly to Aaron Tveit, and make sure that he's the only person performing Gratitude the musical. I know. He was great in Moulin Rouge. I loved him in Next to Normal. And then he, he was like, which is crazy for him, because he's him, one of the least famous actors in the Les Mis movie. Uh, it truly is insane to think that like when he was in Les Mis, everyone was like, Oh, yeah, that guy's good. Who is he? Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, I don't know why he wasn't cast as Russell Crowe to sing those songs, but. I mean, also, Russell Crowe kind of killed it. I, I, I mean, I think that as the character, and like, I think he was great in the sense of. I don't even know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I just he was- like. He didn't have to do a great singing job to do that role. And I think that was fine. Absolutely. And that's why I feel very fine saying like he was great in that role. I don't know if I would say that. Who's that? It's Russell Crowe. Yeah. I don't know if I would say Russell Crowe is like the best singer I've ever ever heard in my life, even remotely. But he's a great Javert. Also, Russell Crowe, if you're listening, you can do the Ratatouille (laughs) musical instead of Aaron (laughs) Tevye. Or... It's just the two of them. It's actually a two-man show. Collab. Bring back the Les Mis cast. If all that, of them are rats. If that doesn't bring back all of Broadway, I don't know what will. I mean, literally, they should do it. They should do Les Mis again. Or just, like, have Les Mis going on in the background with the green screen. And then they're all the rats in France occurring at the same time. And it's, like... It's the Ratatouille insane. prequel, actually. Yeah. It's the Ratatouille <laughs> prequel. <laughs> The rise of Remy. It Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what TikTok does next. I'm so excited. It's absurd. It's truly absurd and also my favorite thing. I love it so much. Shall we get back to the questions? (laughs) We haven't even done one. Well, that's not true. Oh, we did one. How do we know each other? (laughs) But that's like, honestly, I was talking to... um, uh, one of my friends, Sabrina, when she did the podcast and I was like, are you ready for the speed round? And she was like, it's not going to be fast at all. And I was like, totally fine. This is nope. just for fun. So I'm like, if we make Fair it enough. through all the questions. Great. If we don't also great. Fair. So we talked about how we know each other. We were Cliff and Sally and Cabaret. We had to take a break for some food delivery and some family members. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> Oh, I also sincerely apologize. I told my family I had one thing to do today. Like one thing that I just needed time alone to do today. And it was this. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. But my I just didn't want my Bip and Bop staying out in the cold. It shouldn't. It absolutely shouldn't. Also, don't apologize. <laughs> We're done apologizing in 2020. Um, That's fair. <laughs> well, my follow-up question to who you are and how we know each other is what do you remember most about me from our time together as Cliff and Sally? We actually talked about it earlier. I think when we were getting started before you um, were recording, but it was definitely that when I came in, you know, I already knew maybe two people, but it felt like you knew everyone by the first, by the end of the first day. And I was sure that you had, you were, um, you know, a what do they call them after theater alum returner yeah. returner yeah um oh I like the term after theater alum though Amanda Chan if you're listening <laughs> um, I, maybe that's like where more people are headed to the alums the alum category it's true it's true um yeah so I definitely was very shocked at how social you were and I only learned about a year later that you are very nervous when socializing, but couldn't tell and still can't tell. It's very impressive. Uh, thank you. I mean, I I remember that we were texting about it at the time and you were like, oh, yeah, no, this was like a year ago, I guess. You're like, oh, yeah, no, you just like 
seem like you like talking to people all the time. And I was like, absolutely not. I, <laughs> I get very nervous in social situations and I really enjoy being by myself. <laughs> very fair. Yeah, same. Well, that's another way. I mean, not that we know each other, but I feel like a lot of times we meet up and talk about books or even like sometimes read. There was one one time before a rehearsal, we just met up at a cafe. Yeah. Well, and then you left because you were like, it's too loud. I can't read here. <laughs> that's true. I need... It to be very quiet. <laughs> Which is totally fine. I just, I remember that vividly because I was like in the midst of a book that I kind of hated at the time. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I hated it. I would ask what it is, but I don't know if you want to promote, you know, a book <laughs> that you didn't enjoy. Honestly, no one is paying me to do this. So like, that's um, true. I can't even remember what the title of the book was. I would have to go to my Goodreads records to mm. figure it out. But it definitely was not Circe or Son of Achilles, Song of Achilles. Those were so good. I so recommend good. them to everyone. <laughs> everyone. Literally, I, you know, was like, what do I want to promote during this show, this podcast? The Ratatouille musical, check. <laughs> and Madeline, <laughs> Madeline Miller's books. <laughs> They're incredible. So and good. So is Ratatouille the musical. Like, I'm. sometimes I think to myself, like, how did I become friends with a lot of the people that I'm friends with? And I think, like, what has never what's always been really great about like our friendship specifically is that I feel like we have so many similar interests and specifically mm, yeah. when it comes to like what we find entertaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very true. That's very true. It's like um, a blessing for sure. It is a blessing. It's very nice. I don't feel like we're, I feel like we never run out of things to talk about. Um, I was just thinking the other thing that I remembered about you was, um, all the treats that you brought in, all the goodies. Because <laughs> then there was that one time that you were shocked that I had never seen Coraline and invited me over and I watched it. And I think I ate maybe half a cake. Yeah. <laughs> but those was, little ball cakes, I don't know it, what they're called. Cake pops. Like cake the little pops. cake pops. Very but good. It was, was it, was it a cake? It probably was like a baby sized cake because I, I don't know if I would have made like a whole, whole cake. No, I just ate all of the the cake pops and you were like, that's equivalent to half a cake. And I was like, oh, <laughs> sorry. But it's, it was a damn good cake. It was fun, Betty, and it was amazing. It was very good. It was I love delicious. It. And Coraline. I stand by that recommendation still. I am still haunted by that <laughs> and literally mentioned it to somebody today um, because my sister was playing Animal Crossing and I don't, I never... I don't play, but apparently you can like go into someone else's dream in Animal Crossing or like in their island. And I was like, what if you end up on the Coraline Island and <laughs> you can't get out? So clearly haunts me. I mean, it is anything by Studio Leica is just a marvel of animation. So like the animation was really good. I will say that. Incredible. You yeah. should also watch um, Paranorman. Absolutely not. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but literally the word para is in there and I have one leg. Like I para is usually fine, but not in a movie context. That sounds terrifying. It is. No, it's so good. The animation is beautiful. If not, I'll just send you a video clip of like the one of the best animated sequences I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, as long as it's not spooky, that's fine. No, spooky's fine. Scary's not. It might be spooky, but without okay. context, I don't think it'll matter. I feel like without context, spooky things are spookier. Um, it's very bright. Like there's no, like it's okay. like dark and ominous. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Okay. I'll, I'll, give it, it to you. I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll <laughs> give it like 30 seconds. And if I'm scared, it's going off. There's like, there's so much other spooky stuff in that film that like by the time you get to the it like takes place at the end and by the time you get to the end it's just like this gorgeous bout of animation as the film is like coming to its resolution okay um that sounds that sounds safe yeah it's it's beautiful i won't send you the spooky animation that's also beautiful that happens in the like hour and 20 minutes before <laughs> please do not yeah no but again incredible beautiful animation i look kind of forward to it <laughs> <laughs> you do look forward to it. Okay, I look forward to it. Yeah, it's not it's not scary. Um, 
but speaking of scary things, I'm like dreading asking this question. Um, back in 2018, when we were Cliff and Sally, did you know that I had a crush on you? No, literally no idea. And I don't, I mean, n- no one else said anything. I think it was, I, it, it was not obvious at all. I, when did that even start? Uh, honestly, like right away. Oh, well, I take that as a compliment for sure. <laughs> did I, well, did I tell you this? Like, I remember the first time I talked to my like girlfriends about this all the time where it's like, uh, with, for me, oftentimes when I like have a crush on someone, there's this moment when I just sit there and I go like, oh fuck, like I have a crush on this person. And like, I vividly remember that moment when I was like, oh, fuck, I have a crush on, <laughs> I have a crush on my co-star and I don't even know him. Um, I don't know if I ever told you that story. I, no. uh, do you want to hear it? <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay. Um, so there, do you remember the picnic that we were having with like both cast in Central Park? We had like maybe had two rehearsals or something like that. Was it someone's like birthday? oh wait no was that the one where we ended up at a bar after okay yes yes I yes I remember the bar but not the picnic because really we were at the picnic for maybe 15 minutes right because it started raining yeah 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 okay so we're at we're at this bar on the upper west side I think um just a bit of time to find it I was sitting next to one of the Duffy sisters and then got up to go to the bathroom and then came back and like my spot was taken. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll just like sit here. And it was like you and me and we were talking to another participant and we were sitting across from a particular participant that like not a lot of people have bandwidth for. Mm. And I just remember like sitting next to you and you were so, so, so nice and patient with this person and I didn't uh, like I barely knew your name at this point like we had maybe just done the read through the first script read through and hadn't even had like a conversation with you so this is like my first time like interacting with you in any kind of social setting and you were just so impossibly nice and I just remember like looking over and just being like oh my God, this is one of the best people that I've ever met, like in that moment. And then I was like, all right, now I can never talk to him ever. Like, just <laughs> you see my face. I am blushing a lot, <laughs> um, but that's so nice. Um, I, yeah, I don't remember who this person is. I remember being at that table and uh, I remember, I, I think we, I don't think we, either we like talked very briefly that day or that wasn't the first day we really talked. Um, I just texted you the person's name. Um, Cause like I have a very. Uh, yes. I figured. I, I yeah. figured as much. Yeah. I know you don't have the best memory. So we. <laughs> <laughs> that is very fair. No. I, yeah. Yeah. That's very fair. Um, well that, I mean, that's super nice. I really appreciate that. Um, I mean, I do remember. Yeah. I remember somebody else was sitting next to me and then they left. I forget who was sitting next to me and I know we're skipping names, so it doesn't matter. Um, But somebody was sitting next to me and they left to go speak to somebody else and like stole someone's seat clearly. And I guess that was your seat that they stole. I guess so. I mean, I also remember about that day, um, another participant came like super late. Like at this point, everybody else had left and looked at us and was like, is this Cliff and Sally? And I remember just like, this is after this moment where I was like, oh, like, this is the nicest person I've ever met. God dang it. This is so inconvenient. Um, just remember like looking at that person and just being like, oh, yeah, it is. It's Cliff and Sally. It's <laughs> dang it. And also like fun fact during tech week, um, later in the season, that person was the same person that looked at both of us and was just like, and at this point I was just like, I literally cannot speak to this person unless we are working on a scene. Like there's no Me way. or this other person? You, as in like Aaron. Oh, like, I was like, I, re- I cannot be any spaces and when we are having a conversation because I have too much of a crush on this person to interact with them. And we were in tech rehearsal and the same person who was like, is this Cliff and Sally at that first 
like casual hang at the bar was looking at us after we had just done a scene in tech and was like, you guys just have so much sexual chemistry and tension (laughs) on stage. And I just, I felt my face go hot. And I was like, oh, thank you, mine. (laughs) Just like disappeared. I was like, that hurts my feelings a lot. Was I there when she said, I I want the audience to know that it is known that I have maybe the worst memory in the world. It is a known fact. I am bullied for it by my sister constantly. Um, I I remember nothing. So if I am, if I was there, I'm so sorry. You were absolutely there. And I immediately was like in my little like uh, stage heels, like character shoes was like, okay, I gotta go by. Like, I gotta go <laughs> pretend to climb up a ladder or something or like cry a little bit. I'm like, I don't know. I was so embarrassed. Um, well, I actually just going back to what you said, when you said that you uh, wouldn't talk to me or tried not to talk to me in any setting that wasn't just us performing a scene, I, for a while, thought that you didn't necessarily like me as a human because you just (laughs) avoided me. So I was like, okay, I have to put a lot of energy into these scenes because this is the only time I get to make her like me. Oh, it was like by design. I was like, I truly cannot be in the same place as this person. Did anyone else know? I mean, I know you weren't close with anyone at that. I mean, not that you weren't close with anyone, but like you were new to the show like me. So, I mean, I don't think I was close to anyone. And I think like, if I remember correctly, people found out quite a while after Cabaret ended. Because I like started making more friends with people and like would go to drinks or go to the bar and hang out with people. And then like, you know, theater theater kids no matter what age are always like so who do you like in the show (laughs) are you like seeing very accurate every time it never changes and I just remember like every single I'm also a terrible liar so like anytime someone would ask me I'd just be like kind of but like I don't really know like I don't know (laughs) like just kind of like play it off and then eventually it just kind of like got out and I was like oh yeah okay definitely didn't get out at least I feel like it definitely didn't get out in cabaret or I mean I didn't even know until after cabaret so (laughs) I mean (laughs) I think I found out I found out after Peter happened as well so it was like a whole other show had come by yeah also like by design (laughs) I just like I think like in that whole period of time like if I what is it like a span of six to nine months I guess um Peter happened I feel well if if that if if Cabaret was November Peter was probably like I don't know maybe February so yeah so yeah six months ish um because we started hanging out like in in capacities that were very confusing for me and so I like didn't want to say anything because I was like no this person like a really dope person to have as a friend but I have this like raging crush on this person. So then I was getting like really confused, <laughs> mm. like mostly confusing myself. Um, and then like, obviously I think we were still like at the beginnings of being friends. And so like- Yeah, that is a tricky time. It was very confusing. <laughs> yeah. but, well, cause yeah. it's like you're texting each other, finding out more about each other. It's like very friendly, but you know, um, Obviously, I think I was very eager. I was very happy to learn that you didn't dislike me. And so <laughs> I was like very excited to start texting and communicating and it probably came off as overzealous. So uh, it makes sense why it was confusing for sure. I don't know if I, I don't know if it came off as like overzealous. I think one of the things that I've learned in the past like couple years, um, specifically because I go to therapy, um, when I ever- do want to promote therapy as well. That's the third thing I want to promote. <laughs> we are both in therapy, not together, but not together. separate therapists. Yes. Please reach out if you need help finding one. Got some incredible resources. Love some people, love to recommend some people. Like, yeah, my, my therapist, I asked her one time, um, just cause I had like a breakup recently, like not recently, I guess like in the past year. Um, mm-hmm. got broken up with and I kind of asked her like why why do we have crushes like what 
what is the point of having a crush on someone? And her response to me was like, oh, when you have a crush on someone, it's not a signal about anything that has to do with that other person and is 100% an opportunity for you to understand like what your feelings are telling you. So a lot of times crushes are how like people who identify as LBGTQ, IA+, like find out that that's who they are. Um, it's like through crushes, but that doesn't mean anything yeah. about the person that they have a crush on. So they're like right. completely one-sided. Um, so yeah, I think like it, it, I don't think it was overzealous. The other thing that I've also learned is that like when people like you, you will know if they're like interested in you and like, mm. you know, want to be like either involved or dating or whatever, like you'll know. And if you're confused, it's probably a no. And I think like at the time, I don't think I firmly understood that. Or even really believed it, to be honest. That's fair. I mean, there were some things that happened that were also confusing, which, you know, you can edit out if you want. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care if you don't care. No, I don't care. That's okay. Um, No, it was very confusing. I mean, honestly, like, once I found out, I think, like I didn't find out as in you told me because um, I legit did not know until you, uh, you know, sat me down and were like, hello, this is a thing. Uh, I mean, I was also confused, you know, briefly because I, you know, I mean, just we were such good friends very quickly. And as you've said, I think maybe 20 minutes ago um, in the episode that we just have a lot in common, entertained by the same things. And um I think a lot of things in my own head were saying, you know, this is such a great person. Um, and so it was, it was confusing for me as well at that point. But, um, but I, I'm really happy that we're still such good friends to the extent that I can come on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I think like to this day, I, if I think about like my dear friends, like people who I feel close to, even if I don't talk to them for a long period of time or like every day, like you're like even if we don't like talk every day at all like you're in that category of people that I'm like no this is like a person I intend to keep in my life for a long time yeah for me as well I mean since we can bring it back to therapy promotion number (laughs) two (laughs) um I remember talking you know just just over the course of our uh, friendship and you know feelings flying about or all these things and you know trying to make sure I remember trying really hard to make sure that um, we stayed friends. And I said to my therapist, like, like I want to do whatever I can do to make, like, I want this person to be in my life for decades to come. And so I'll do whatever I have to do to to get there. Um, So I'm happy you feel the same way. I think I'm also, (laughs) I'm also relieved to hear that because I feel like sometimes, you know, we make decisions about people in our lives and it's like, oh, actually, no, they just, I'm your best friend and you're, you're an acquaintance. I don't even know your last name. I mean, but truly like stuff like that happens all the time. And it's it's true. Like, I don't know. I think it's one piece of it is therapy, but I also think like the reason why we're, able to be good friends but it is also rooted in just like a common understanding like this is going to sound so crazy so I might edit this out but like that's the power of technology (laughs) just goodbye yeah you can say whatever you want just edit it out (laughs) and no one ever needs to know except for anybody in my house who can hear me talking about this um But I, I just remember there was like a day I was in like the bows of just having like this really thick crush on you. Just like was thinking to myself like, oh my God, like I, I had this like, I was walking my roommate's dog at the time and it was raining. Oh my God. Wait, what's this dog's name again? <laughs> but <laughs> I love gonna, him so much. I'm going to text it to you just oh, so. Oh, right, right, right. You can't say it. That's room, fine. That's fine. My That's roommate. Fine. Um, unless people like also know who, uh this person is um oh yeah sorry that was me receiving the text <laughs> yeah. it's so cute oh such so, a little anxious pup and so scruffy looking because so of scruffy. COVID right now oh so cute um but I remember I was like walking my walking my roommate's dog and I just had this like 
vision or like daydream, I guess. And I remember it being like a very telling daydream where in this daydream, like I was at like a wedding. It was my wedding. I was in a wedding dress and you were there, but you were not the person that like I was getting married to. And like when I had this vision daydream, whatever, I kind of at that point I was like, oh, this is what it means to like just feel so connected to a person that it's not it's not just how I feel about them like in terms of my very one-sided crush that I have on them right like this is rooted in who this person is and that I enjoy their company and that I see them as such a good friend that like there's someone I want to be at my wedding whenever that happens and obviously at the time I didn't know there was going to be a global pandemic so (laughs) maybe that changes the way weddings work in the future but like at that time and honestly still to this day it's like oh no this is someone that I want to like be in my life to celebrate things with me and like be around and yeah no I feel this I mean I feel the same way were you planning on having a wedding during this pandemic literally no I can (laughs) I just got broken up with not well not just I say just it's not I know but it feels like the pandemic time is like it means nothing it literally means nothing. so everything yeah um but also can I publicly make the request to officiate and <laughs> and it is the loving and caring and <laughs> and sharing and receiving oh my god I would first of all it depends I've so I've made this decision that like it depends on the person that I marry, like what their faith is, because if they're Catholic and they want to get married in a Catholic church, and I'm also Catholic, then I'd probably respect that. But if that not, is fair. I will. Yes, please do. Just put me down as an option. That's all I need. I don't need a promise. I just need. <laughs> well, my goal, actually, my I've just I've been honestly quarantine changed like so many things about like how I think about weddings. My goal is to have like a very small ceremony of any kind of regard, but then have like a bitchin' party. So I would love if you're not the officiant to for you to give a speech at the party of the same vein. That's fair. I mean, I'll sign it baby kangaroo <laughs> Tribbiani, so that's fine. <laughs> Perfect. I think that would be just like a good time. Plus, then I don't have to get charged for all the wedding up charges that people do and stuff really. Yeah, good that's time. so fair. Um, shall we move along? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, I'm going to ask you this one again. We can always cut it out if it's terrible, but what is the like most embarrassing, funniest, weirdest thing you've ever done to get a crush to notice you? Well, here's the question. Are we talking about notice me as in like notice that I have a crush on them or like notice me I exist in your life and I'm a person and I want you to you know notice me however however you care to however I interpret it okay that's fair in (laughs) college um there was someone I had a crush on who um you know it's that classic college where like you have no idea how you know this person and when you pass them you say hi and if you see them in the dining hall you're like hi I'm so excited to see you and stuff but you still have no idea who they are or anything about them and I and this person just told me that they were auditioning for this play and I was like yeah me too (laughs) and so I auditioned for this play um, somehow got in and I was like wow okay there's only five people in this play clearly like I'm gonna get to know this person we were the only two people who were never on stage at the same time So I never got to interact with her. And instead, and this is where the like rom-com comedy comes into it, got cast as the love interest of my, so this show was, I was, it was sophomore year. Mm -hmm. um, And I got cast with um, my ex from freshman year (gasps) and she was my love interest. So that's how that played out instead. Mm -hmm. That is not fun yeah it it wasn't it also isn't great that like I was a character who was in an accident and is supposed to walk with a limp but instead just had one leg and so all the characters 
for copyright reasons, they weren't allowed to change any of the lines. So I walk in and they have to go, how is that limp treating you, doc? <laughs> oh my God. Copyright just, rules are really killing things. It's great. You can hear like everyone in the audience gasp, except for the five friends that were there that night that all started laughing. So oh my God. it was, it was great. It was a very fun time. Um, and I should also say that this person did not end up noticing me. Definitely had a very long-term boyfriend. And um, yeah, never, nope, nothing ever happened there. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I've done many of an embarrassing thing for a crush, but none of them involved uh, getting cast alongside an ex and then nothing coming from it. <laughs> Oh, I'm really yeah. sorry about that. It wasn't it wasn't the best moment I mean, of my life, but did you ever get a chance to like become friends, hang out with her? Um we yeah, actually I bumped into her in a cafe about a year. I mean, so yes, we we like talked enough that we we did become friendly, but there were really no opportunities to like I mean talk more she also again had a boyfriend um we bumped into each other in a cafe right before the pandemic um and uh actually yeah i was going to a thanksgiving thing so yeah it was right i guess a few months before i mean that counts Um, like right before the pandemic yeah because i feel like 2019 just counts as right before the pandemic well i mean and also scientifically like COVID 19 was discovered in november yeah that's true 2019 no that's like is estimated to be in the states at least in new york as like early february which means probably west coast like early january so yeah right before right. the pandemic and the strands didn't they say that they found it it was a it was from europe not from china so again promoting you know <laughs> science and and you know not Logic. xenophobia <laughs> reasoning no racism yeah all of all legitimate of the, news sources legitimate not propaganda news sources. machines Yes, and if you tune in to Imani's podcast, <laughs> that is a very legitimate source of information. Um, everything is true. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so I bumped into her, and uh, uh, by that point, I did not have a crush on her. Yeah. And it's also just really interesting to, um, you know, uh, like we talked for like 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, and I was like, wow, obviously I knew you were a fun and great person, but I feel like when you have those rose-colored glasses, you can't really tell yeah. if they are a great person or, like, interesting and fun because you're just kind of thinking, you know, about other things. So, um, yeah, it was really nice to see her. And we made plans to just hang out. Uh, in, in February, we said, yeah, let's hang out. And then the pandemic started, and we said, why don't we just hang out when the pandemic's over? And... Uh, here we are yeah almost a year later I feel like truly every story that started in that starts in like the tail end of 2019 and extends into 2020 at all the ending consistently is and here we we are are. (laughs) every single time it's like the end of every story um I mean I I guess like my question for you is like what was that experience like running into running into a former crush and was there anything that struck you as like different or interesting? Um, just what was that experience like? Um, I guess I should have gone with a different crush because this was more of a <laughs> minor crush. So like That's okay. once it was gone, it felt completely fine. Um, it was really nice to see her. Um, but in just, I don't have to go into any other crushes, but um, running into past, you know, big crushes, has definitely been interesting. I feel like either you are like, wow, you really, I had a crush on you and I, it really let me be blindsided and not notice that either you're not necessarily a great person or you're just like, you know, I can't believe I really put you on a pedestal kind of thing, um, which I think is good to realize because even if you're in love with somebody and dating them, you shouldn't put them on a pedestal. You know, they should be your partner. Um, I mean, you should love them a lot and care about them, but um, pedestals are dangerous because it puts you below them. There's this, oh, wait, say that again. Hmm? What, did, what did I say? 
Oh, Aaron. The ending of that? Yes. Your, uh, your short memory is killing me. Pedestals are dangerous because it puts you below them. You want me to say that again? Yeah, got yeah, well, it. Well, I mean, you don't have to, but oh, I, just, no, I, like, can. <laughs> I just like loved it so much. <laughs> no, uh, pedestals are dangerous because it puts you below them. I just like, I just love that. That goes in the category of things that like I probably won't forget in terms of sentiment. Like one of the other quotes that I think about a lot when it comes to like relationships and dating and stuff like that is um, it's a dangerous thing to believe a person is anything other than a person. Mm, yeah, I feel that a lot. That's a really good one. I also think about like former crushes and I often think of it as like, for me, it's like, I can't believe I ever had a crush on you. Not right? for you. Yeah. Like we're still friends. So like, <laughs> we're still friends. <laughs> we, yeah. this is, uh, I think, extenuating circumstances for most of the people that I've had crushes on. And yeah. for most of the ones, most of the people that I've had a crush on, I've like looked at them either a year later or a couple months later, just been like, Mm, oh <laughs> yeah I have I once saw this is like I don't even know when memes originated but like definitely I think like I, I'm gonna say 2008 like you know I don't know what they were on maybe nine gag or whatever oh those God. whatever those were but I just remember seeing one that has stayed with me clearly for a decade and it was do you ever look at a past crush or relationship and just think was I drunk the entire time? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I have felt that. I mean, that's pretty much anybody I was involved with in college. It's like, I probably yeah. was drunk the entire time. Well, that's true too. <laughs> we are also here to sponsor college drinking <laughs> for sure. Wait till you're 21, maybe. And then learn how to drink responsibly at some point. It's true. You got to be hospitalized at least once. Well- I'm just kidding. I have never been hospitalized for drinking. I have been hospitalized for eating too much pizza, though, um, which I think uh, you know about. No, I don't know about this. You I can't don't? believe this is a real story. Please don't. Yeah, it, it is a real story. I was like 12 and my parents were out of town and they gave me money for groceries. And obviously I'm 12. So oh, I was home like, alone. It. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to I'm going to order pizza <laughs> because I am 12. And so this new pizza joint opened up and I really liked their four cheese pizza. And I literally got that for every dinner for a week. And what happened was that I had so much sodium in my body that I had to drink just copious gallons, you know, of water um, that I literally was up peeing every 30 minutes of the night. So I didn't sleep for a whole week and I had to go to the hospital and I mean, their answer was, I was like, how do I fix this? And they were like, stop eating pizza. That's all we have for you. But um, that's the story. This is honestly the most 12-year-old reason to be hospitalized I've ever heard in my entire life. It was it was great. Um, and it's why to this day, while I still love four cheese pizza, I do a double take before getting it. I think that's honestly very wise. Very wise. There's just so much sodium in it. But it's, it's great. It's also a ton of dairy. A, just a disaster. I know. Of dairy. But I am one of those people who I can just eat dairy and it's fine. So. See, the moment I kind of mildly stopped eating dairy, I was like unable to do a lot of dairy, period. Like I get, But that I was your really mistake. Sick. You shouldn't have stopped. That, you are exactly right about that. Like that, is, <laughs> <laughs> like that is how I feel about red meat, though. Like I cut it out for a good maybe almost a year, uh, uh, maybe a little bit more than a year, actually. Um, and then once I went back to it, and I still don't eat a lot, but when I do, I just get like old man heartburn mm. because my body's like, I can't deal with this anymore. Can I tell you, one of my favorite like interactions that we've ever had was the one time we were at the bar with like all of our friends or whatever. And it was one of the bars that has food in New York. And I just... Why do I feel like I ate so much food in this story? I don't think you, it's, it was one of those times where like, cause you know, I love fries. So like anytime you would order food, I would like eat all the fries. Like that was Of course I had to get two orders. (laughs) I mean, you didn't have to, but like, I would absolutely enjoy the fries. And I remember one time you were looking at the menu and I was like, oh, you're going to get a burger and fries. And you were like, 
no, I don't think so. And I was like, well, no, I'm pretty sure because like a burger and fries are like your favorite food. And you're like, no, they're not. And I was like, yes, they are. You, you order them every time we're out of the bar with everyone, like every single time. So true. So it's like really funny to me that you're now you're like, oh, I can't do red meat because like in my brain, like just American style burger with fries is like your favorite food. I know. But then I, but then I became much more, not, not a hippie, but I, became much more concerned about the environment and was like, I am not going to eat red meat. I'm never going to use warm cycle and laundry. There's, there, there's a lot that I was doing. Cause I was like, I want to go to grad school and do, you know, either environmental science studies, environmental policy. And how can I do that and not feel like a hypocrite unless I cut all these things out? Yeah. I mean, I think like, that's entirely fair. I mean, you know, I don't eat red meat. And like, I also, I do these like fabulous reusable straws. So I have like 15 that I just carry around about to get reusable cutlery and just get rid of everything. And I like take out and stuff, baby stuff. Somebody else that we know uses who loves composting. If she's listening to this, she knows who she is, (laughs) (laughs) um, has, um, reusable cutlery that she just brings everywhere she goes just in case see that's that's where I'm I'm like that's where I'm at that was like my plan I was geared up I had found a company that I liked that was like minority owned and had reusable cutlery and then here we are like I was like oh I guess I'm not going to any restaurants so I don't right any travel cutlery I'm sitting in my house so but I do love it because that means like if you ever walk across like a cheesecake that's fallen on the ground. You can just pull out a spoon <laughs> and start eating it. How many friends references are we at? We're at three. I'm sorry. <laughs> as soon as I, I was like, I can't make another one, but it was uh, carrying around cutlery. That was too easy. Speaking was- of reusable straws, check out Brooklyn Bamboo Company. <gasps> I do love their straws. Their straws uh- are great. And even if you do not want one of their straws or to participate in, in sustainable sipping their instagram is fantastic so please check that out i truly one i think last year for the holidays i told my family i was like everybody is getting a sustainability kit from me for and like with the intention of buying the brooklyn bamboo company straws so i have I those and these silicone ones that i can wrap up and carry around before. i still need to get mine um from that company i i have tested them which sounds really weird she, the person is not selling the tested materials but <laughs> Um, I just don't use straws, which I feel like in just the whole is better, but um, I want to support the company. So this is me supporting said company. Anyway. Also, how many um, promotions? Sponsorship. Ratatouille. <laughs> Madeline Miller. Erin um, Tavade in Ratatouille. Erin Tavade. And um, who is the other Crow. one? That I, Russell Crowe. Um, Therapy. Like was, Science. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, truth, truthful news. Yeah. Truth, a lot of plugs. No, I mean, I saw the questions for today and I saw that it said, do you want to promote anything? And I was like, <laughs> I want to promote many things. <laughs> I mean, you know. And I should I, say, I'm not being paid for any of this, but if anyone wants to reach out and pay me retroactively, <laughs> you know, the pandemic has been difficult. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much exactly how this works. Um, although, you know, who knows? Honestly, I feel like, if 2020 has taught me anything, it's that like literally anything can happen. So I'll let you know anything. if anybody reaches out about a retroactive sponsorship. <laughs> sure. I will happily model with a straw. <laughs> um, all right. I've got, I think, one last question for you. And then oh, wow. okay. we'll be in our speed round. How does oh, that sound? Right. Let's do it. Do you want like five minutes to look over the speed round question? No, no. It's a speed round. I'm going to I'm going to honor it. <laughs> OK, fair enough. All right. Last question. Um, What's one thing about crushes and dating and relationships that you are currently trying to learn or unlearn? Mm, That is a good question. Um, I, I do not necessarily date or have crushes on I'm not going to say the best people take that as whoever's (laughs) listening wants to take that. But maybe the best people for me, um, it, um, I, as I said earlier, I really put people on a pedestal when I have crushes on them or I'm dating them or, you know, do 
a million things for them and um, don't get anything back and just think that that's Mm -hmm. okay. And obviously, you know, love languages, things are different. I'm not going to say that, you know, if one person does acts of service, they expect acts of service back. Right. Um, But just, just really, you know, I think I, I hate that therapists somehow always figure out how it comes back to you, but I do believe that like, I do not, or I'm trying to now, but I, for the longest time, did not have enough self-worth to realize that I am worth a better relationship. And so often I'm in it and I just think, well, this is as good as I, I deserve to almost quote, you know, Jack Nicholson in as good as it gets. Um, <laughs> seventh plug. Um <laughs> That movie's fine. I'm not going to even give a plug for it, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, you really do have to, if you want to be in a healthy and happy relationship, I, I think you really do need to start in making sure that you value yourself or at least what you can give um, to others and yourself. Um, so that's what I'm trying to learn. And as my therapist says, all of these things are ebbs and flows. It's hard to remember it some days and some days it's easier. And so, you know, it's not going to be every day that you wake up and you value yourself as much as you should, but yeah, as long as you're trying to, I think that's, that's good. No, I think that's like a wonderful thing to learn and also simultaneously unlearn at the same time. Mm. Whoopi yeah. Goldberg. This is a plug for Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> oh, I wrote a I wrote an essay about what, praising Whoopi Goldberg in college. It was Did 10 pages really? long. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. How have we never talked about <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we've never talked about the gold before, but now, I love her. A little bit offended that we've never talked about her. Yeah, well, we will have to. <laughs> Obviously. Um, but I she- think the essay was called The Great the Great Female Comedian. <laughs> and it's just about her. <laughs> I honestly, if you still have it, I would love to read it. Oh, I do have it. I was never going to throw that away. Absolutely Um, not. It is about her and two other, um, it was in my, it was in, um, in a, I'm trying to remember the name of this class. Um, I think it was African-American fiction, humor and resistance. Mm. Um, And I just wrote it on three, um, black comedians who I was like they're better than anyone who's white but they haven't <laughs> got the, they have not got their credit but uh, then again Whoopi has gotten good credit but still not as much as she deserves I you know I agree with that 100 percent. and you know if New York ever returns to being New York as we know it I really hope you take that paper and get her to sign it <laughs> oh my god you get the first copy I mean I know a girl who did her thesis, like her whole thesis on Harry Potter and like casually happened to run into Daniel Radcliffe at some point. No way. Like, I, I also don't know how casual it was. Like, I don't know if she was like, I'm going to take my thesis around with me <laughs> until the eventuality happens that I run into him. Or if it was like, I'm going to this thing and like, maybe I'll get like a producer to sign it and like happen to run into. Wow. She Daniel? just went to every Equus performance. Uh, I mean, <laughs> potentially. I think she actually was like invited to one of the like openings and conferences at like Harry Potter World. Like something. Wow. That's super awesome. Cool. Yeah. And like went to Cursed Child um, back mm. when it was on stage. Like I do have to give up. We have to give a plug for Harry Potter. I mean, absolutely. we are huge Potter heads. Absolutely. What is your house? Let me, I mean, I feel like you're a. You're actually really hard. And I have been complimented on how well I sort people into houses or I'm like, you're not a house, you're a squib because that's a fifth category. I, you know, um, I like the inclusion of squibs in mm-hmm. our recognition of Harry Potter literature, literature. I think they get left out a ton. Oh, they do. I mean, who I, I forget, I'm forgetting her name right now, but my girl who supports Harry during the, <laughs> the yes. trial. Yes. I forget what her name. Your right name? Now. There's like, it's like three or four letters. Is it Mrs. Um, Fig? Yes, that's what it is. Fig. Yep, Mrs. Fig. I mean, she can't even see those dementors, but she's just like, yeah, they're cold. And, you know, we're all good. The other thing about squibs is that, you know what? One of them gave us the worst wizard of all time. So can't underestimate them. Gave the worst wizard? Merope Grant. Voldemort's mother. No, I know. Uh, was his 
Voldemort's grandfather. I forgot that his father was a squib. Her wait, her his father was a squib. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't remember that. Look at us still learning. I know, but um, like I consider that deep Harry Potter knowledge as opposed to like what my mom does, which is like, what's a whore cuckoo? <laughs> whore cuckoo. I don't know so, what a whore I feel like you is. have a lot of Gryffindor. You definitely have Ravenclaw, but but I feel like if I read, like obviously Ravenclaw, because books, you're super nerdy. And I say that with the highest praise. <laughs> um, you're so brave, but I'm going to go with Hufflepuff Slytherin. Ooh, interesting. So I'm I I will describe it in uh, astrology terms. Oh, that I'm... will tell me nothing. But go ahead. <laughs> I'll say it this way: like I'm a Slytherin with like Ravenclaw rising. Okay, I definitely Slytherin. I knew for sure, but I could not figure out what you have. All other three qualities, so it was very hard to <laughs> figure out. Also, I think for a compliment, True. yeah, <laughs> for astronomy, astrology. No, astrology. Astrology buffs out there. All of my houses, are those a thing? That's a thing. I am a Gemini in every single one. Really? Which I've heard is very rare and makes me eight-faced. So, ooh. Wait. How is that eight? Well, wait. Well, because it's like if you're Gemini, you're two-faced. I don't know yeah. if it's exponential or multiplied or addition, but... You'd have your sun rising... Moon moon so six but then isn't there like planets for all of those i am also gemini there's no wait are you on co-star do i have to add you on co-star to verify (laughs) you can you can okay i have to look this up this is not it used to be on my bumble profile where i was like i am a gemini in every category i'm so sorry but (laughs) i'll just like let you know (laughs) so i i just like i have a lot of my um a lot of my houses are in, I think, I think they're in Aquarius, which like mm. makes sense because I'm also in Aquarius, but this podcast is not about astrology. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you for CoStar teaching me about astrology. I don't know, but okay. I'm going to no add problem. it on CoStar because this sounds That's wild. fine. <laughs> um, speed round. Let's do it. I don't remember any of the questions, so this will be a true speed round. Oh my God. That honestly makes me very excited. Okay. Who's your celebrity crush? Oh yeah, Rachel McAdams. But not Mean Girls one, just saying that. But just anyway. general Rachel McAdams. Yeah, yeah. Now. She's too mean in Mean Girls. And she, yeah, well, we're fine. It's just, it's just, it's just her. <laughs> Great. Okay. Biggest turn off. Ooh, biggest turn off. Oh, anyone who associates, associates themselves with Florida. <laughs> anyway, you know this about me. I hate <laughs> Florida with such a burning passion that, again, to bring it back to dating apps, if I see that somebody either grew up in Florida or went to University of Florida or Miami, I'm like, no, that means that if I if we fall in love, I will have to go to Florida at some point. And I am I refuse to have that happen. This is a speed round. I won't go into it. If you want to ask me later all the reasons I hate Florida, I know them off the top of my head. It's very easy. What is your dream date or preferred meet cute? Ooh, I feel like the word book has to be involved. So it's either like at a bookstore or at like a cafe where one of us spots. Now I feel like they spot me. So I'm reading a book that they've like <laughs> loved and they like, cause I, if it's a meet cute, like I'm not, I want that. I want it to be my meet cute. Right? So I want them <laughs> your dream to see meet-cute. the book I'm reading and being like, wow, that's an excellent book. And we talk about it. And then they sit down unless they're reading Circe or, song of achilles by madeline miller and i go up to them and i'm like i don't know you but we need to talk about this book and they can't sit down if they're from florida or they went to the university of florida no it's just like uh, i mean they can (laughs) but like we're not starting off on the right foot and i literally have only the left foot (laughs) like that's the only leg i have but we're not starting off on the right foot if the first thing i learn about them is something about florida well, I should hope it's not the first thing, but shall we continue through the speed yes, round? Yes. What is one song that makes you feel excited or hopeful about love? Oh, oh man. 
I don't even know if I have one that makes me feel hopeful about love, which is so sad. But I will say that the most recent song that made me feel hopeful, and I guess it could be about love, was um, just the two of us, Bill Withers. Ooh, great. Yeah. I like to think of that. When I listen to that song, I feel like I'm leaving a date that went really well. Maybe it's like one in the morning and I'm like looking out of the Uber at the New York City skyline is how that, that's kind of what I feel that song is like. That is so sweet. Um, great choice. Uh, okay. Speed Brown, what is one song on your breakup or love recovery playlist? I do not have a breakup song, but I would assume that, and I'm not plugging the movie, but <laughs> <laughs> just want to say that. It would be, one of them would be Never Enough from whatever that movie about the circus was. The Greatest Showman? Yeah. I feel like I would just want to belt that song, ne- you know, Never Enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I, I just feel that in my core. That is a good one. It, that song is like oddly moving most of the time. I know. It's, it's Even though it's like about him falling in love with a woman that's not, you know, his wife, but yeah. Break up. Spoilers. In the same area. Yeah. Um, cool. What is the nicest thing someone has done for you? Um, I think honestly, and it's not a grand gesture. Well, I won't take it from them if it was a grand gesture. Um, but when you gave me the book, um, oh, I don't have it here. Wait, wait, wait. All the names we gave for God. It's oh, so close. All the names we use for God. Right. Um, with, uh, and I won't go into details, but the card that you gave me, I read it maybe a hundred thousand times. When I got the card, I was on an, I was, I was given it on the way to the airport. Read, I think I might've texted you before I got on the plane, but um, read that card for the entire flight. Um, I forget where I was going, but it was a seven hour flight. And I just kept reading that card and it meant a lot to me. Oh, well, now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still have that card it's still with me oh uh-huh. I mean I feel like I don't know I told you this earlier like I I know you're one of those people that I just like want in my life for as long as I can possibly have them and like I can't remember exactly what I wrote but I know the sentiment stays the same it was very it made me it made me feel like the person that I should see myself as and so when I feel down, I read it and it makes me feel like a better person. I'm glad I could do that for you. Yeah. It's the only card I've kept. Sorry to anyone else listening and who's giving me a gift and a card, but I don't have yours. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everybody else. I wrote a better card than you. Yeah. No, she did. I mean, the handwriting is beautiful and it's on this really nice paper. You'll know what it, you, I don't know how to, I'm not fancy enough to know what that paper is called, but it's like. It has ridges. It has ridges. It's very nice. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you kept it. I'm glad it like is special for you. Um, Last but not least on our speed round, when do you think you will know you found the one? Um, I think just to, you know, hark back, which is a terrible expression, but um, (laughs) go back to what I said earlier. I think just when I feel like I can really be myself and I, I feel like, and maybe this goes away when you just get older. Um, but a lot of times when I've been with people, there are always parts of myself that I feel like, not that I have to hide, but that it's just super vulnerable to show. And there's a risk that the person will, I guess, leave or, um, you know, it just won't end well if you share. And mm-hmm. so I guess when I feel like I can just share that stuff, um, I think that would be pretty, pretty nice. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> well, I love that. I think like, I think it's the journey that we're all kind of on, right? To find that person where we can feel just like safe, like warm. Yeah, I agree. It's really important. If you're out there, hello. (laughs) He's a good one. I promise. Fully vetted. He came on a podcast to talk to me. He's great. It's true. Can endorse. I did pay her to say that. (laughs) It wasn't a lot of money, so probably most of it's true. 
<laughs> I mean, they'll never know. They'll never know. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the, on the Crushcast, on the podcast. It's been a treat chatting with you. And yeah, it's been great. <laughs> I feel like, well, well, the last time we talked on the phone, it was Sawad Puff. So we have yes. oh, that was so, so good. Plug Puffs. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to promote? No, except for I only came on with knowing <laughs> I had to promote Madeline Miller. And oh, by the way, Madeline Miller, if you're listening, please, I love you so much. Um, <laughs> I would love a signed copy of your books, but like personally signed, not like mass signed copy. Oh um, Madeline Miller and the Ride to a Musical. The only things I wanted to promote. Everything else was just inspo. <laughs> well, I'm sure everything else is very happy for your shining endorsements. I think conservatively, we have promoted 40 bazillion things today. I think we're at nine, <laughs> which feels like 40 bazillion. I mean, in 2020 years, yeah. Yeah. It's 40 bazillion. I would also like to go back and say that the version of Rachel McAdams that I think is the crush version is the one from In Time. No, one of them. There's No, About Time. In Time is that terrible movie with Justin Timberlake. About Time is the really cute rom-com. I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, if you're talking about In Time, don't. If you're talking about About Time, you should. Well, you know, I think it's you know, about time that we wrap wow. this up. So thank you for the perfect <laughs> Thanks for coming on the pod. And I'm sure I'll text you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.